All right. So, hey, guys, this isn't Tracy. This is actually her best friend, Girdley. And because me and that crazy girl have been through like uh, 10 years of adventures, I thought I'd hit y'all with a disclaimer of sorts. First and lastly, do know that whatever the hell Tracy shares in this podcast comes from her very own treasure chest of magic, logic, and good intentions. She's definitely not a therapist alternative, but she does believe it's inhumane to withhold what feels like gangsta insight. My girl's not for everyone, but she just might be for you. She's beauty in the Hello, my dears. Thank y'all for lending me your ears, lending me your time. Really happy to have this growing relationship with y'all, man. I am. I'm trying to think of any announcements before I get into the actual belly of this episode's topic. Oh, show notes. If you ever need to quickly reference uh, the key points of an episode of She's Beauty and the Beast, or you're like, what the hell was that link Tracy mentioned? It'll be in the show notes, baby, which are located for your convenience at she'sbeautyandthebeast.com slash podcast. All right. Let's talk about my pussy, your pussy, and the pussies that Donald Trump wants to grab. Nah, seriously. Oh, heads up, y'all. In case you didn't peep the number of minutes on this episode, it's got some length to it. But girls, we all know that sometimes size matters. Hee <laughs> hee. Okay, 2015, that's where I want to go back to. Um, 2015 was a rather transformative year for the kid, stuffed with hella epiphanies. And one of the things I decided to do, which many of y'all know, um, was put a a really complicated combination lock on my precious vagina, yo. Basically, I I was at a period in my life where I felt like my flesh and my spirit were beginning to get knotted up. And I felt like celibacy was the way I could um, detangle the two. And in fact, I was right. Now, even though I'm a Scorpio, even though I'm bisexual, even though I'm just a general horny human being, <laughs> celibacy was the best move for me. And I want to tell you guys my reasons why. And I felt like the best way to do it was by hollering at one of my dearest friends, a friend who's actually responsible for that little advisory y'all hear at the start of my podcast. I'm talking about Girdly. So let's get into it. It is officially time to rumble. Oh, Girdly. Girdly, I am so appreciative of your existence bro (laughs) it has been like that since like the first seeds of our friendship were dropped in the fateful halls of pace university on the stomping grounds of new york city and you know what because i always do like a lot of reflection when it comes to our comes to our kinship it goes beyond a friendship and i was like yo girdley has really seen me in every single emotional spiritual mental physical state of the most formative years of my life Mm. (laughs) beginning with like you know mine is sexual thank god for that oh yeah yeah but you have like the stories of that not the full visuals (laughs) you have a yeah yeah you have a gist and what um, I just have a bottomless, infinite source of appreciation for you when it comes to all that is you always have kept it 100 and you have never kept it judgmental. 
you know, and I truly appreciate that about you. And anytime I speak your name to somebody, I say the same damn thing because I just honor it as truth. And I'm like, you know what it is about Girdley? She reaffirms my belief in God. And you got to let that breathe because I feel like whenever you're around, it's so clear that the presence of God, Lord, source, the universe, however you want to call it, every single last synonym that human beings know him slash her as is here. And the electricity is there. And I always gain so much from you, whether it's wisdom or a laugh or a hug or just space. To be me, you know? And then I was thinking about like your most recent roles in my life and what brings you into my world of this podcasting business or this audio, you know, scheming is uh, you've been my freaking celibacy coach. <laughs> Lock it up. <laughs> you have been my celibacy coach, you know? <laughs> you've seen me when. Dang. Oh, yeah. Girlie, you've known me when I had one sex partner? Oh, my God. Yo, bruh. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so everyone who has an ear who is now tuned into us, me and Girdley have been ah, in a beautiful dance called Friendship, called Platonic Love for 11, 12 years now. Yeah, I told you I'm, I'm done <laughs> keeping track of things. But, yes, it's 10 plus. Ten, 10 good years like before social media i know okay I like know. when facebook was just trying to figure right, it out right when we had to bounce ideas off of each other you know like not <laughs> we we didn't have you have to understand like before there was a trend to affirm what you believed you you could only just hope that you would find community that supported that idea right and i'm like oh you fuck with that too right and that just kept happening and then after a while we're like okay no this is real yeah and just to also say thank you for that First off, thank you for that. And um, I just want you to know that I feed off of a lot of your energy. And um, I think the reason why I'm I'm not even allowed to be judgmental around you is because you're so comfortable in your own skin. Mm. And you are just so accepting of yourself that it it's it's already understood that you're going to be accepting of the people around you Um, or at least not judgmental of it. And it would be like it would be a dissonance between us if I didn't reciprocate that. So like you feed that, you feed that, you attract that, you reflect that. Thank so, you, bro. Thank you. Mm. Friendship well, love. Friendship love. <laughs> yes. Black girl magic times Amen. too. Yeah. But yo, you really knew me when I had, speaking of comfortable in my skin, when I had one person underneath my skin. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Damn, what the hell's my body count? I put this on love versus lust. 13? Something like that. I was so excited when I finally got to double digits. I know this is so opposite what women are supposed to want in their life. I know. (laughs) But, like, I just always wanted to grow up and have stories to tell, you know? And I always just wanted... Because, you know, one of my biggest fears... And I'm... Am I fully over this? But it's always been long-term monogamy. And I said, all right, fine. If, like, AKA marriage. And I said, okay, if I if I am ever going to hold the title of a wife, I at least need some really good memories from yeah. when I'm washing, like, the dishes and when I'm changing <laughs> diapers and I'm saying, what the hell happened? Why can I not get rid of baby fat number three? You know? No Kimora's Lee Simmons. <laughs> But um but yeah so you you you've seen me from when I first 
and this is just a slice of who I am, obviously, but since the subject is celibacy, it's crazy how you've seen me from my first partner when I was very, very much um, in love. Mm-hmm. I want to say something, but I know. you know how, <laughs> damn, okay, I'm just going to say this part, but I might edit it out. Okay. Because <laughs> I have to remind myself, I'm so open about how allergic I've been to monogamy yeah that i forget the people i cheated on don't know mm. <laughs> they don't know really well no right right maybe right. have like a hunch right so but the thing is that now since i'm pseudo kind of sort of however the fuck you want to call it in the gaze of a spotlight they might and fuck that not even just being on radio show just being on facebook Mm -hmm. is a spotlight Mm -hmm. you know what i mean being Mm -hmm. on twitter is a spotlight Mm -hmm. like we are in a very hyper accessible era and they could hear these words and this would be the first (laughs) that bitch is talking about me (laughs) (laughs) whatever i've been honest with everyone that i have i've been with in a certain period of my life about how um I don't know. Cheating has kind of been my thing. <laughs> this is not good for us to do a podcast. <laughs> Tracy, this has been your truth for so long, though. Like, I remember, like, when we were, like, <laughs> yes, like girl, save me. tutorial class. Yeah. And, like, everybody was thinking of, like, a hot story to pitch to our, like, hot editor teacher. <laughs> and I'm, like, racking my brain trying to be, like, original and provocative. And you're like, I got it five ways to cheat on someone and get away with it like that's, that was me that was your story well that was an idea that you had and i just remember like damn that shit's hot that's sticky you know but like um Bruh. i mean it's a narrative it's a narrative and it's a truth and at least you're willing to talk about it right motherfuckers and are still lying about some shit this is very <laughs> true and beyond that because we discussed how we're going to be the heroine of all of our stories Amen. yes mm-hmm. <laughs> is um not only being able to talk about it but being able to grow from yeah. it you know yeah. i don't want to get it twisted and seem like i'm glorifying right you know affairs or anything of the latter i don't have like this you know fucking pied piper line of side pieces that right. i carry right <laughs> along but it's with your me. story and it's yeah. and it's part of who you are it's part of your narrative so. yeah absolutely dang i gotta tell certain people not to listen to this um you know what but thank you because that's gonna be a podcast idea i think in the future because Ugh. Not having healthcare for so long, I've done so much deep diving okay. to figure out the source of it. Okay. And I think I might take a cue um, from the page of Taxstone, who did two awesome episodes where he had um, a real life therapy session. Oh. With a certified therapist. I'm so here for that. Mm-hmm. So I'm so I, here for that. Me too. So I think I might do that. You should. You should. That's awesome. Right. And then it'll be for free because it's promotion. <laughs> All right. But anyways, but reeling that, I don't want to, you know, jump too far ahead. So the subject at hand, celibacy. So I said that Girdley um, is my celibacy coach kind of to um, to say she has to be my celibacy coach and the and I would say the requirement for that is that she was celibate. And the way that I saw it was came out winning with it. <laughs> so, Girdley, 
Sometimes I call her burger. So if you hear that, it's not because I'm super hungry. Sometimes I call her racy. <laughs> yeah, and I have an insatiable appetite for beef. No, that's just my um, my little nickname for her. So Gurdley, um, if you don't mind, what made you choose celibacy? Okay, so it was like a theme that was constantly being brought up in my life. I feel like God was chasing me <laughs> for a while. I went, obviously, it started in undergrad. I'm going to try to, I'm, I'm going to keep this compact. Mm-hmm. But it started in undergrad um, with just all these ideas of just like feminism and sexual liberation and blah, 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 blah. And I'm from Boston. I'm Catholic. I always ha- kind of had like conservative views when it came to sex. And then I came to college and like I just kind of just had like this awakening, like sex isn't bad. Sex is free. Sex is something that I should do to discover who I am. And I took that notion and I went ham. Mm. And I feel like I kind of just put myself physically in experiences that I felt that I was probably physically and mentally mature enough, but in reality, emotionally and spiritually, I was not. And I felt my, and I can't even recall, I had so many sexual experiences where I felt bad after sex more than I felt good after sex. Mm -hmm. And bad is loaded with feelings of shame, regret. I'm like, I didn't want it to go this far. I didn't expect this to happen. Uh, You know what I'm saying? Like there were even some times where I even had to ask myself, is this some, does this somewhere fall under the spectrum of rape? But that would never even be the case because I know that I never said stop or something, but in my mind, I didn't want it to go this far. And we've spoken about that, just that gray area of dang. I put myself in this position. Exactly. I presented every element of a fairy tale for a man. Exactly. So it's my responsibility to complete what exactly. I already started. Exactly. Exactly. I don't want to be a tease. I don't want to be that chick. He's a nice guy. Da, 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 da. If I did this, he would have stopped, but I didn't do that. But then again, I don't want to take those measures because it totally would have killed the night or, you know what I'm saying? But anyways... I just came to a conclusion that um, after feeling like shit, after so many sexual experiences, that maybe I should start reevaluating the role that I'm letting sex play in my life. Mm -hmm. And then um, that idea started to really crystallize when I started going back to church. You know, like I had several experiences that really forced me to step myself back into a church because for a long time I was like I am not going to church like I refuse to go to church mm-hmm. and um you know it was because of a lot of things going on a lot of it had to do with school I was I majored in social sciences and was like a minor in like women's studies so I just had a lot of like intellectual arguments that would back up as to why I shouldn't be conforming myself to a religion that spoke this way about women and this way about homosexuals and blah 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 blah, blah. Mm-hmm. but the reality of it is that spiritually I was I was caving in and um, I'd, I needed a source. I just needed a source of light. So whatever, I started going to church and then I'm listening to all these things that the pastor's talking about or whatnot. And then a lot of things he keeps talking about, you know, this sex stuff, this sex stuff is going to fuck you up. This sex stuff is going <laughs> to... The pastor gonna, says <laughs> fuck The pastor you up. said fuck you up. <laughs> straight up. And I'm like, damn, he's talking about me. And he was just talking about, you know, like the emotional warfare that sex causes and just a lot of things I just identified with. And I'm just like, this is me. This is me. This is me. And I knew that eventually I would have to go celibate. But at the time... And still now, I just love sex so much. And the idea of breaking that really felt like the hardest thing in the world to do to me. Like, I kid you not. It just felt like an impossible task. Mm -hmm. Like, the idea of it. I'm, like, not having sex. 
you know? <laughs> and it was just crazy to me. But I really had to start asking myself, why was sex so important to me, you know? Yes, it felt good, but a lot of things feel good that I can push myself away from. And I started realizing that I was creating a role for sex that was um, misappropriated. Mm. Like... Uh, I I was realizing that I was using sex for control, Mm. affection, attention, validation, um, to exercise some parts of me that I wasn't comfortable showing in public, like the fact that like I'm a temptress and that I'm a sexy ass fucking woman, and I just felt like in like society there's not a there's not an appropriate place to display that without being judged but in the bedroom I can be whoever the fuck I want to be and I just felt like I just I was using sex for so many things and at the end walking away feeling so empty mm-hmm. and um and whatever those ideas were f- clear but the commitment to actually stop having sex again was not coming so um it, the idea where I really just like threw on the chastity belt and locked it up was like after my final attempt of trying to be like happily ever bait up and like I was in a long distance relationship with um, my ex at the time and because I was just so committed to our relationship I you know I, I wasn't having sex with anybody until he came so there would be like stretches of like three months Mm -hmm. where I wasn't having sex anyway so I was already practicing for that Um, and when he'd come obviously you know we'd do our thing and then he would leave and then we'd have to go through another stretch and then finally on New Year's um, I believe I was it was like three months where I haven't had sex I was just like clawing to have sex and then he came and we had sex and and, you know it was great or whatever and um, but afterwards the conversation that him and I were having and mind you it was right like a day or two before New Year's, I just started getting this idea that maybe the feelings and the investment that I was making in this relationship that I wanted to have with him, he, me and him were in different places. And I just realized that I am constantly doing this. I'm constantly having sex with people that... I'm constantly having sex for reasons that I want to, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm having sex with the expectation of certain things. And when those things don't happen, I can't even take my sex back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just stuck here, disappointed. You know what I'm saying? And like with nothing, with nothing. And I, and I think about like how proud I felt to those three months where I was waiting for him, how proud I felt to exercise that type of reservation and discipline. And after when he left and he left with like my sandcastle dreams of what him and I were going to manifest into when he left with that too. And, and it, it just felt like he left with everything and I was just stuck in a place with nothing. And that's when I realized I'm not going to be mad at him. I'm not going to be mad at them. I'm not going to be mad. I'm not even going to be mad at myself. I'm just going to make some better decisions. And until I get to a place where I'm mature enough to understand girdly sex does not equal this result. Sex is just what it should be love and an extension of love or an expression of that until you can handle that you need to just cut off mm-hmm. so um that's when i stopped having sex and it was in it was january 1st 2015 that i stopped having sex mm, i don't even know what my exact date is but um everything you said just really resonated deep inside of me like deep all the way to my vaginal walls so (laughs) I definitely understand everything that you're saying um and I think for myself I wanted to be celibate to retrain my mind and my heart Mm -hmm. you know 
because I've been in so many back-to-back relationships. I've just been a serial relationship person. Mm -hmm. And for me, when things just started to go ham, like you said, Mm -hmm. uh, was when I was single and I wasn't owning up to the fact that I wanted the comfort of love. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. And because real love takes time to build, it has Mm -hmm. to be built on something sturdy, foundational, complete opposite of sand. Um, It takes a while. Mm -hmm. It takes a while even when it lands in your lap versus lust, which is very accessible. It's one text away. Right. (laughs) And because... You know, it's just it's it's the crack version of it. Not that, you know, not that I'm here saying any drug is better than the other, but it's just the counterfeit version of it all. And I'm thinking about the way when you grow up, I think with our generation, which the Beyonce generation, that is very much anything he can do. I can do better. Mm -hmm. You push that to the limit. Yeah. One of the first kind of um, gateway drugs into feminism is sexual empowerment. And I'm all here for sexual empowerment. But sexual empowerment doesn't necessarily have to mean fucking everyone. Mm -hmm. I think there is something truly empowering and womanly and um, worth celebrating when it comes to discipline. Mm -hmm. And I have an affirmation that's like, you know, I know... Discipline is a form of my soul's protection. Mm -hmm. It's a fence. Mm -hmm. It's before someone, before you don't, when someone knocks on the door, you don't just open it. It's like, okay, let me look through this freaking peephole right Right, here. Was I expecting company? Right. It's just, yes. It's just heightening your, your self-awareness because when it comes to the flesh, we're so impulsive. Mm Mm-hmm. We're so impulsive. And and I started thinking about like just taking a tally of when I do all of my dirt. Mm -hmm. And it's not a coincidence that it's happening during moonlight. Mm. (laughs) And it's like, well, son, if you can't do shit when the sky is here saying, hey, why don't you show off? You want to show off? (laughs) Do it out in the open. Let me put all the lights on the stage on for you. Right. 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 If 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 what I'm doing in the present isn't going to leave me with a good memory, then what the hell is it for? Yeah. And here's the thing. I'm not one of those people that's like, I've had, remember when I had my one night stand, how excited I was for that? Crazy. Yeah. Girly, that's why I said, girly, you're the person <laughs> to have this conversation. You were with me. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you were with me oh that God. night. That's that a story crazy. for like, an, or maybe this does kind of fit. I'm not really sure. I don't want to veer off too much. But the point that I'm bringing up is, it's not to say you can't have um, a wonderful, fulfilling sexual experience um, without a I mean, you can only have a wonderful, fulfilling experience if you are within the confinements of commitment. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about, about just taking a pause right. to ask yourself, why? Right. Because when you ask yourself, do you want to do it? Yes is so easy mm-hmm. to spit out. Mm-hmm. But why is right. never a one-word no. answer. Never. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I was and also with the last person I had sex with, another big, big lesson I learned is just because it's a good guy 
doesn't mean he wins the gold Mm -hmm. medal. Mm -hmm. A.K.A. my you know what. Right. And that what, woof. Having sex with someone that is a really, really good friend, then you guys do create boundaries. You say, okay, you know, we're only going to be having sex with each other, blah, 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 blah. No boundaries work when it's not under <laughs> the, the contract of a relationship. Right. Right. <laughs> very, very rarely are those rules and regulations. Is that fine print going to actually work in our, in our favor? Yes, sometimes there's always going to be a freaking anomaly. I don't want anyone coming at me being like, yeah, I'm making sweeping statements. But nine times out of ten, or at least in my experience and in all the experiences of women that I have known very well, and I know a lot of mm-hmm. women, it doesn't really work. It doesn't. And, and then, I mean, I struggle with that, too, because, like... Again, I can only speak for myself and the women that I know, which are a lot, and the women that speak very candidly with me, which are a lot. And it's just like you, even if even if you step into a relationship or a situationship where you guys are both under the standing that this is what it is, mm-hmm. you're still blocking yourself off. You are still emotionally unavailable to an extent. You know what I'm saying? And and you're what are you doing? You're blocking yourself off for somebody that you don't even want to ultimately end up with, Mm -hmm. you know, like I remember one time. Um, and again, it's when I was in my place and, um, I was dating this guy that I was, that I really was into that I hope would have manifested into something. And I was dating this other dude that was just like taking care of me. And, um, and you know, I was, I was intimate with both of them. And I just remember feeling like what I actually was with the guy that I wanted to be with, how there was a part of me that was absent, you mm. know, and I feel like it's because I spent it <laughs> on ah. the other person. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and unless you're just a master, unless unless you're just capable of being present all the time. Personally, for me, I'm like, I don't know. My soul gets exhausted. My spirit tells me, chick, we need a break. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and especially if you're somebody that gives your all during sex and you just release those souls and you just have and y'all go there. You know what I'm saying? You leave you leave Earth mm-hmm. when you're having sex with somebody. If that's the type of love that you're into making, which is the type of love that I'm into making, the type of art that I'm into creating you're not always present for the next person. You're not always present when you need to be present for yourself. So like I Again, when you talk about this fine print and these relationships and these situationships, I'm like, and that's something that people don't even realize is a factor, Mm -hmm. you know, depending on what your spiritual makeup is. But if it's anything like mine, I've learned firsthand that that doesn't work. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a lot of different energies that are intermingling. And I, I wanted to be, I felt like I wasn't consenting to the energy that was entering my life, but yet it was still entering Mm -hmm. and I was like okay the common denominator in all of this is me Mm. I keep ending up with good guys (laughs) who for some reason I'm rewarding them for being who they should be as humans with my body Mm -hmm. that's an uneven exchange Mm -hmm. and also at the timing that I'm doing with it it's they're getting bored Straight up. Mm. <laughs> they're, 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 they're getting bored, and I'm giving more sex to keep shit alive. Mm-hmm. And I said, now, granted, I believe I am an A-plus lover. That's right, girl. <laughs> you better say it and claim it. I do, too. 
<laughs> but you know it's kind of like if you know what your mother is getting you for christmas before december 25th you're just not as hyped mm. when december 25th oh, arrives actually, you just bring up some of that just really put the nail in the coffin for me that also made me realize oh i'm going celibate tonight during that time when i was dating somebody because somebody said something that just really honed down on what you just said and he said it playfully but he's like you know the only thing better than good pussy is new pussy right Mm-mm. when somebody tells you some shit like that one finger two finger deuces that's it yeah All you right. got to i'm gonna show you the newest pussy you ever seen in your right life. i'm gonna be a ghost i'm Word. a stranger exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> No, that's so, so true. And I think um, I really wanted, you know how they say people treat you um, depending, you teach people how to treat you. Yeah. And I feel like I was for um, some of the men that I was dealing with, I was teaching them to think of me first as a sexual being Mm. and last as a soul. Oh, wow. Yeah, because that was one of my more immediate offerings even not to say you know it's always like okay panties down first night but even just like the type of conversations you're having you know and how conversations mm -hmm, like when you get very physically attracted to someone and that's just what you focus on and then once you have sex woo right 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 that's the main goal of your interactions right you know versus okay if we put that aside am i still quality to you Mm mm-hmm because so many things look great on the surface. Mm-hmm. Shoot, I can go to Rainbows right now and Girl. find something that looks popping. Slay. In three weeks, though, it's going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one wash cycle. <laughs> exactly. All it takes is one loose string. <laughs> and you're completely unraveled. <laughs> Just robed yes. in these streets. It's Thank looking you like a leaf in the wind, a disaster. <laughs> So true. And and, and I think that analogy um, really gets to the crux of why celibacy has been important to me. It's just just wanting confirmation. Is this quality Mm -hmm. or is this just does this just appear to be quality? Because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, for the type of woman that I am and that I had to. And also I had to figure out what the fuck my standards were. Right. Because, you know, how many of us are just floating around and we don't think about we think the obvious things are our standards like okay well if this dude ever puts his hands on me i'm gonna leave but it's like there's more yeah yeah like that's the big flashing red sign of like full speed back on up right but then there's others like okay does he bring you closer to god right is Um, he patient right is is he health conscious right you know does he care about your spiritual warfare right now if you tell him i need to be celibate this year because I'm going through some spiritual shit. Mm-hmm. Can he handle that? Mm-hmm. And you learn so much of that outside the shadow of sex. Yeah. Yeah. To me. To exactly. Me. I agree. Um, so then I'm curious about GERD because I don't 100% know. I've been celibate now for over a year. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess maybe it would have been beneficial to me to note down the date, <laughs> but I was just fed up and I was like, yo, we just going to go. Right. This marathon is going to end when it ends, but we just going to go right now. Um, and, and we've spoken about this, how 
I then had a conversation with my with myself and God and said, you know what? Take it to the moon, take it to the stars. How about we hop that broom? And that's when it happens. Mm. <laughs> but you also know I'm a very like extreme person. Yeah. When I'm committed to something, I'm better of some things than some ones, by the way. But when I'm committed to something, I go all the way with it mm-hmm. to the sunset. Um, so in some ways I'm like, and I'm, and I'm currently in a, I guess I'm in, yeah, I'm in a relationship. Girl, you are bade up. Just own it. Okay. I'm bade <laughs> up. I own it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Um, well, my current significant other, he is in this knowing that I want to take it to marriage. Mm-hmm. And he knows there is no baby making tune he could throw on. <laughs> Not even that TP too. <laughs> Nothing. Nope. There there's no you know dimming settings on the light that he could hit. There's no secret fragrance of candle. That's there's no aphrodisiac like what I'm was that good. dream album. Oh, <laughs> Love versus Money? Get out of here. There's no Terrius Nash track that will be the soundtrack to me having uh, premature sex according to my timetable. Um, I've also thought to myself, okay, maybe once I'm in a committed relationship, maybe a year would be it. I don't know. So you already see what the setup is. How did you decide what your timetable was going to be? Like when your deadline, when you're going to be over this dick diet? Uh, um, I think I just needed a year. I think I think because I came to this like conclusion around New Year's, that was God's way of telling me it's this year. Mm -hmm. You know, this is just do it this year. And um, I know I just I just and I felt that after a year of committing to something that I owned it. There's nothing you can tell me in the world. I studied this for a year. Get up up my face. <laughs> right. And this, only this. Right. <laughs> I own it. Yeah. You know, and, it, and no matter what happened in the future, it, it couldn't be taken away from me. So it just felt appropriate. Yeah. I think that's really good. Sometimes I think, remember we had conversations where I totally get why God said, yo, I think y'all should wait till marriage. Mm-hmm. Because I see that too. Mm-hmm. This gift of sex is something like y'all have never experienced yeah, before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and y'all can get really really turned up and my fear, the reason why I'm continuing I I I believe I want to take it till marriage. Do not padlock me <laughs> to this statement. Um but I I I believe I'm going to stick with that is because I love how much work that gets done when I am not digmatized, mm-hmm. girdly. My good God Almighty. All I types of growth. Love it. All types of growth. All areas around. Uh, and I sent you, or I think I mentioned to you how um, CNN and another public, I think it was, I don't know, let's just say CNN and someone else, they did a really, really in-depth, thorough research study that... Um, has now officially proclaimed that millennials are having Mm -hmm. less sex than Mm -hmm. any of their past Mm -hmm. um, generations. And on one end, you had some people who were just like, no, I'm too busy, like I'm so focused, and how this is a very like go-getter generation. Yeah. 
um, for a multitude of reasons. One, because you're seeing people become like tech millionaires, mm-hmm. you know, before they can even drink, right? Before they're legally able to down a shot. And then, in addition to that, we have so much um, access to people's end results Mm -hmm. via Twitter and Instagram. Everyone is like using Instagram kind of as like um, to showcase all their plaques. Right, right, right. And And, a soundboard, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of just this constant heat of pressure in the back of your neck. And and I feel like that. Mm -hmm. And that can be a good thing. That can be a bad thing. But always my kind of measurements is um, when you go too much Mm -hmm. if it's an abundance you know Mm -hmm. then it's like okay the the scales aren't really tipped Mm -hmm. evenly yeah you know so there's some people just like no i'm too busy then on the other end they were saying because and we've had this conversation as well because we communicate predominantly via these gadgets yeah it gets very awkward right (laughs) when you do have your crush in front of you Mm mm-hmm and mm-hmm. how do you just have a very human conversation, mm-hmm. right? And in addition to that, when it comes to our libidos and, and just in general, when it comes to affection, there's always a third person in the room with you. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's like 300. They all reside within your phone. Hmm. <laughs> and it's like just a lot of different things that are stopping sex from happening. And also because people are, are able to self-edit at all times, you yeah, know, maybe yeah. through, I would love to see a study of how often people sexed versus how often they actually have sex. Mm. And you can't edit a small penis. You know what I mean? But you are able to just, and, and let me just say now, there's nothing wrong with having a small penis. Celibacy will, um, that's an interesting conversation that relates itself to celibacy as well. Yeah, it really, really does. And we have to, stop putting so much pressure on men as if they have bad taste in penises and they went to a penis store and it's like you <laughs> picked chose. that one right 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 right. why did you pick that one right because we we can make we can have such endearing teases when it comes to a woman with like you know we have itty bitty titty club mm-hmm. or you can make a cute statement we like we have some friends that don't have the biggest asses mm-hmm. and we could talk about that mm-hmm. but you can never talk about a no man. you can't you gotta act like everyone is huge right 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 <laughs> right and whatever <laughs> men set that up for themselves you yeah. know just saying they set that up for themselves this whole society is revolved around the fu- around a penis so it's an extra sensitive topic for them you know what i'm saying but it's like celibacy i feel like helps you deal with that too because once you've just shrunken yourself up you know for like that period of time and then i don't know i just feel like when you work out when you're not having sex and you work out you really do feel like the tightening of like your vagina when you're doing like squats and lunges and things like that and if you're into like yoni practices or anything and for anybody that's not familiar with yoni practices it's basically um it's uh, a mineral a stone they have all different types of properties depending on what you want to cultivate in your life spiritually and they're shaped like an egg and you put them in your vagina and they're weighted and you kind of, there are different practices, it's a whole community and you can just use that as a way to 
strengthen your pelvic floor, i.e. Mm-hmm. tighten up your pussy, make uh, menstrual cramps more bearable, prepare you for pregnancy. There's all types of um, health benefits that come along with it. But and like, also to cleanse the energy that we store with Absolutely. Most mm-hmm. importantly, to deal and to deal with the trauma that happens down there, too. Absolutely. In so many different ways, not just the obvious type of trauma, but there's so many types of trauma that we put our vaginas through. Um, you know, sex is sex obviously lends a whole gateway of options but that's not it but um anyways like when you do commit to celibacy you just you just start feeling like a smaller penis isn't the end of the world yeah <laughs> it's really not after you've tightened up your whole situation it's really not and you already and you've really learned how to use your vagina like a vagina is already awesome all you got to do is just lay there and somebody's gonna enjoy it mm-hmm. but once you really learn how to use it the size of a guy it's you know it's you can work with it you can work with different options you know and you've gotten so used to mind fucking sessions amen yeah you've really really gotten um a lovely tour of someone's spirit Mm -hmm. where then the body comes second and you know not to say i still am a little bit of a shallow how Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're here you're here in some ways and i'm allowed that and the lines get blurry when it comes to actual preferences to like social conditioning yeah with the way that we that we look at people and we could go completely down that rabbit hole but in general i would say celibacy because it's so much self-work that you're doing um i guess well depending on on how you're treating your celibacy because i know a lot of people who are like oh i'm celibate but not by choice right then i don't know if you're really like reflecting on it it doesn't sound like it (laughs) right and and gaining any lessons from it but if you're like declaring celibacy right then you're learning about yourself you're stripping off all of your layers to really learn about your intangibles you know um like even for myself girly we i don't know how many times i'm gonna say we've spoken about this but it's true (laughs) we've spoken about so many different things but whoof i truly loved you even more this one day when i was like sometimes when i look at myself in the mirror i'm surprised at the physical manifestation of who i am Mm -hmm. we're always hearing okay we're a soul having a human experience Mm -hmm. and and as i've been celibate i haven't been I haven't been recognizing my physical form mm-hmm. as much. Mm-hmm. Now, at the same time, I've also appreciated my physical form, but as far as functioning, not so much aesthetic. Right. Because I realized a lot of the thought that went behind my aesthetic was to be pleasing to a man. Mm-hmm. And, some, and then when I really was like, okay, but what does it mean to to um to create an aesthetic that's pleasing for me right and when i started looking at myself first i realized so many different things like how comfortable i am with just sneakers or how i don't need that much concealer Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean or how i can still feel sexy even if i don't have you know the slinkiest laciest thong on Mm -hmm. and and sometimes that does help as well absolutely trust Mm -hmm. and believe um but, it, but it's just interesting when you do it for yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. My other question for you, Bergs, is um, when I have conversations about celibacy with other women, I have some women who start wagging their finger at me because they're like, wait, you still have oral sex? You're not really celibate. Mm. And I'm like, am I going to give birth to a child through my freaking throat? 
Bruh, like, nah. <laughs> Just like, stop that. Stop. Wait, I'm a <laughs> Can you imagine that? Imagine yeah. if I had triplets through my mouth. Have, that's exactly what I'm imagining, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, nah, there's just something completely different about being entered vaginally. What is the scientific word for sex? The bio, the bio, the bio word? Intercourse. Intercourse. I don't know if they call it oral intercourse, do they? No, they call it cunnilingus and what else? Fellatio. Exactly. (laughs) Intercourse is the textbooked definition, well, word for sex. Yeah. I mean, I grappled with that too, but at the end of the day, when I was, I told the man that I realized I wanted in my life that I am going to be celibate for a year and he sat there and he stroked his beard and he had to sit down and he looked at the sun and he was really thinking to himself like, shit, ah. (laughs) And after that like serious moment of contemplation, I saw it and everything. Like I just saw the numbers and the time just all hovering over his brain like an iCloud. And after that period of time, he said, I will wait. But you no, know, he said I will wait. Oh, I will wait. Period. You know, and I'm just like, sounds like my husband. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So uh, after, and he didn't put any pressure on anything. It's just after a few months, I'm like, we're gonna do this. I know you've been waiting. Let's at least do this. You know. Oh, so, so initially you were like, okay. I told him I'm not no, doing anything. No entering nothing. any. I told orifice. him I'm not doing anything. I told him the extent of what we have going on right now is what it could look like for the next twelve months. You know. You popping? I would hope so. After he made me feel like I was popping. That's another thing too. Celibacy will boost your freaking confidence straight up through the roof my confidence is increased i know my value i know my worth mm-hmm. and it's such a cliche to hear and to hear and say and we're, we always believe that we always know our worth but after a year of telling dudes straight up no and seeing the ones that leave and the ones that say i'll still stay mm, right you are popping right you know what i'm saying you are popping or he's popping or either way the situation's popping point blank period mm-hmm. you know so um i made the decision within myself that you know what he's waiting and I, I want to do this. Right. And that's what we did. And it does help you to pull out the weeds. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For so sure. how did you tell your dude? That I was going to do that? Yeah. I just did it. <laughs> just like, did you pick a day or did no, you have? No, we didn't do it. Do it. One day we were just, we were spending the night. We we're having a cuddle session. And then I just, I just did it. I just did it. You know, and he was here for it, obviously. Yeah. Um, But yeah, because I didn't know if I wanted to really ever do it. I told myself in the back of my mind that I would leave that as a subject that was on the table. And if I felt like truly compelled and if I felt like he earned it, then I would do it. But it wasn't even a conversation piece. Hmm. For myself. um, Well, lucky for me, I wasn't dating anyone. I wasn't seeing anyone after I was celibate. So. If anyone wanted to deal with me right from jump, it was like, okay, by the way, this mm-hmm. is what comes with me. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything to be 
a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want. I just want to set all expectations high or low, right? With this um, asterisk of information, right? This yeah. is where me and you also too differ, too, Tracy. Because mm. I remember you told me this. One of the first things you said when you met me is like, when you have a crush, you have to tell them, right? Like they just have to know. And I'm just <laughs> like, no, you find out what you find out when you find it out. You yeah. know, so we're just just built differently. Yeah, like we are. And I guess I just. Again, I guess this goes back to me being extremist. It's like if you need to be gone, I just want you gone now. Right. <laughs> like right, I just right, want right. the trash out now. Right. <laughs> That's it. And not and not to say that men who wouldn't wait for you are trash. It's just everyone is moving at a different speed. Right. And I can't expect that something else that I taught myself as well, just because someone isn't um as into delving into their spirituality and adding more whiff to their awareness doesn't make them an unworthy bachelor not in general. At not at all, but you guys It's are, just not for me. Exactly. And you guys are in different spiritual places and we really do have to be honest with ourselves that when you lay with somebody, there is there is a spiritual exchange happening. Yeah. You are carrying that person's essence. They are now carrying yours. And if that person is in a place that you can't even identify with, why on earth are you taking it on, you know? Absolutely. And also, I would think to myself, um, would I want to be you? Right. Would you want a child like this person? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, Just like role reversal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's a very, like, if anyone is listening and thinking to themselves, okay, what is like the barometer of trust when it comes to my body like should i you know right bust it wide open right it's like if you wouldn't want to be this man right like if god if the afterlife comes hollering and god's like whoop surprise we're all about that reincarnation life and guess who you're gonna be this dude (laughs) if you would scream and say yo just send me on a vacation to hell for seven months i'd prefer that then you probably shouldn't be smashing them Mm. sincerely because you know what also sucks is when you get digmatized to the wrong dude there's one being digmatized to a good soul whose halo is very clearly shining there's the other when you are digmatized to a man you don't even want to deal with that is that is a life sentence (laughs) (laughs) and you're just within his orbit and then when you just think about um some basics you learn in personal development we've all heard this time and time again you are the company you keep straight up you know you are the average of the five people you are closest to Mm -hmm. so that's also with how um often you see them and then think about literally closest to Mm -hmm. you are closest to this person you know skin to skin Mm mm-hmm Y'all are dealing with each other like you bringing my average down. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. Word to end sync. <laughs> Anyways, burger. So <laughs> you helped me a lot with this when um you know I started dating my dude and oh and you know another I think that was kind of going into uh, the subject of the benefits of celibacy and what I must add um, to speak on behalf of my guy is he said to me one he said that i am the best lover he's ever experienced and he hasn't even had sex and that's like the ultimate like paradox mm-hmm. to him um and then two he also said that he appreciates this weight because it really makes him appreciate me mm. 
the real, real me because he wouldn't be able to help it. If we had sex, the first thought when Tracy would pop into my mind, I wouldn't even pop up as a person. I would just pop up as a pussy (laughs) where the person happens to be dope. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. And he would just fantasize about that. But now because he's sort of just been conditioned when he thinks of me he can't help it he thinks of our conversations Mm -hmm. you know he thinks about um our intimate moments outside of like you know physical touch he thinks about um all the ideas that we swap he thinks about um all the encouragement that we give each other you know all of those sorts of things that really the intangibles again yo when you end up in a rocking chair with someone and you on the porch and it is freaking you know, 2055 you ain't gonna give a damn what they look like <laughs> that's really because it's all gonna be wilting away mm-hmm. but what never ages is the true um inner characteristics mm-hmm. you know like your standards aren't going to have an expiration date and that's gonna really come in handy you know, if they're if they are standards that go beyond, OK, I need a guy who's like six, six and who's got a pop and fade and who has no patches in his beard. <laughs> cold world, cold world, cold world. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, I think it's just been such a benefit with, um, yes, being able to decipher uh, quality versus faux quality mm-hmm. and 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 also just someone being able to confirm that about me right it's not just something where it's like okay girls you got to make sure you get the right dude you got the right dude you get the right dude like guys whether you're not and here's the thing also with celibacy i'm never going to be an advocate for like take it all the way to marriage or even a year but what i am suggesting strongly suggesting mm-hmm. an italicized suggestion mm-hmm is to at least take a week. Take a week just to evaluate why you're having sex. Right. Is it fulfilling you beyond um, physical satisfaction? Right. And how, do you, how are you feeling after sex? Yo, because that's what needs that's... to be spoken about. Emotional awareness exactly. has to be braided in with the act of sex because we're having a lot of converse. All right. When it comes to gender equality inside the workforce we are 100% equal like the same level of opportunity should be given our way because um, the same skill sets are shared Mm -hmm. between men and women who are on their shit of course if you are not then you are excused from this combo (laughs) but Outside the workforce, not there's that there's an inequality, but there's a differentiation. That's right. And you don't have to talk about that so much when it just comes down to the simple question of, can you get the job done? Uh-huh. But there's nothing wrong with honoring the, the nuances, the idiosyncrasies um, that come with estrogen. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It works very, very differently yeah. from testosterone. And I'm not making any type of excuses for men out here just being hoes in these streets. No, but it's by design and it's something that should be honored and recognized. And, you know, yes, it's important for women to be seen, you know, equally in the eyes of society. But 
if we're talking about, you know, biochemically and just spiritually, there's a different makeup for strategic reasons. Yeah. We have to be different and we are different and we need to honor and recognize that. And if we're sitting there putting ourselves through, you know, what some frat guys are doing and wondering why we're just not able to just <laughs> keep it gully like the other bros. <laughs> right. There's a reason for that. You're denying your magic. Exactly. Just because someone else said, and, and, I, and I, think it's, I think it just comes down to not having your magic controlled by men, mm-hmm. which I'm always going to be parading. Mm-hmm. But then at some point to me, it got a little twisted where you want to you're the underdog in this gender game Mm -hmm. and you want to go super, super hard. Like, no, I'm going to be able to fuck everyone, anyone that I want. Wake up in the morning, put my heels on and be chilling. You can say that. Just remember you're fucking yourself, too. Now, here's the thing. I I'm totally okay with that. Like I said, guys, I had my one night stand. It turned into like an eight night stand. um, And that was cool. And I have no regrets. That was like, I always wanted a one night stand and, and I loved my experience with my one night stand. Um, but I was very emotionally aware mm-hmm. when that one night stand happened. And that's why I say a prerequisite to having all of this like kind of impulsive sex needs to be in my emotionally aware because why is it that for years and years and years and years and years, there are so many women who are feeling empty after a while and the satisfaction the sexual satisfaction becomes fleeting Mm -hmm. why does that happen Mm -hmm. but i think we don't like having these conversations publicly and we definitely don't like these conversations being led by men yeah for sure that's the issue that is a huge issue because it's it's a very vulnerable soft spot for us exactly you know exactly um yeah but but hey if you kicking it with me and girdly (laughs) i'm gonna be like i yo do what you want to do, but um, do it for all the dimensions of yourself. Right. And just be honest with yourself. Like, once you're done, how are you feeling? Yes. How do you feel? Are you happy? Are you proud? Are you excited? You know what I'm saying? Or, or not. And not can be anything. But if it's not, then you should pay attention to that. If you want to quickly kick someone out of your bed, they, then they probably shouldn't quickly be entering your right. bed. Right. Right. Because the like the, the beautiful intimacy of sex is that that lingering point mm-hmm. afterwards. And if you're trying to like suck all the air out of the nastiness you just did and get rid of it and kind of just like get a vacuum and be like, yo, let's just get this situation out of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, then like, is it fucking worth it? Is it? Right. Is it? Um, but anyways, but getting back on Lineberg, when um I hit you and I said that celibacy is getting more difficult as I start falling in love because mm-hmm. I want to fully express myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's not like, OK, all these like, man, this dry humping is just getting so crazy. It's just making me really, really hot and heavy. It's not so much that even sometimes it can veer off. But I think my mind just automatically says, nah, you know, but. In general, just how do I stay committed to at least the um, the minimum for me is a year. Right. And you, you gave me some really good bits <laughs> of advice. 
with which with which I followed for like <laughs> a week. <laughs> and I was like, I think I can handle more. Okay, good for you. What did I, you work with for a week? What worked for a week? Um, I said that we shouldn't do any sleepovers. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> but it's so hard. That cuddle game was so It good. is. But then I said, you know what? I've always been a bit of like a sadist likes no a sadist likes inflicting pain so um okay a masochist likes receiving oh right okay can we get can we get can we get um a check on that tie <laughs> <laughs> pull, up, pull up your fancy screensaver. <laughs> let, me, let me make sure. Let me make sure. Um, yeah, but I like a little bit of torture, and so I, I say, mm. I think I, I think I can handle it. I'm just gonna look at this as like an exercise. Mm. Like I just have a really, really crazy trainer just putting me through shit, and I don't see results until like months later. But I have to go through the fire. I see. I know. I, some people, they're just here for that. They yeah. I am a delicate flower. I do not like you torture. You are a delicate flower. <laughs> I do not like shit that's hard. I don't like the struggle. I'll do it, but I'm not going to do it complain free. That's for sure. If you're a delicate flower, then what am I? Like a burning bush? No, we're going to figure out something. Give me some time to figure out a good analogy. Okay. A burning bush isn't bad, though. Burning bushes are good. Okay. That, that was a good parable, actually. It was. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That burning bush held it down for him <laughs> in that Bible. <laughs> Straight up. You are a burning bush. <laughs> yeah, yo. And also, to tie it spiritually as well, I think um, with Ruth celibacy, we've both learned who we are as children of God. Yeah. Like, really what our purpose yeah. is here for. Um, because it's because you have a purpose beyond the stretch of your gender. Mm-hmm. You know, like, when your mother found out she was pregnant, she didn't know the gender mm-hmm. yet. Or the sex, I should say, excuse me, to be um, correct. It's the sex. She didn't know the sex of the child. But she knew she was pregnant. She knew she was embodying something. Mm-hmm. And to me that something is a spirit. Mm-hmm. And so there's just so much more, especially as women, that we are placed here for than just what society will give you a good argument is male consumption. Right. So much more. So much more. Amen. Uh-huh. Um, so do you think, Bergs, that celibacy is for everyone? Um, no. No, but I also don't think sex is for everyone either. Um, mm. I think that um, I think that we all have our own struggles, and I think we know what inner peace looks like and what it should feel like. And I think that you need to take an honest evaluation with yourself and um, really look into what are the things that are keeping you from attaining that. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, not to get super duper religious, but they always say that God has mercy on his kids and he knows who we all are. And I personally believe that because of everything that I've experienced while I was growing up, just, um, uh, I just really was really stupid when it came to guys for probably way too long. You know, I wasn't raised around men. I, I, I never, I was ne- I never lived with a man. I didn't have male friends. I wasn't around male cousins. I wasn't around a dad. So I learned things the hard way. And, um, I put myself in a lot of experiences that, you know, maybe somebody who knew better would have done better. And, um, I believe that that is my personal story. That is my personal struggle. That is something that I had to personally go through. Mm-hmm. So celibacy was necessary for me. You know what I'm saying? But that's because, again, I was misusing sex 
I had, um, uh, I was just misusing it at the right. end of the day. To fill another void. Exactly. And I feel like some people, they may have a very healthy relationship and understanding with sex. I believe that the majority of us think that we do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Um, but you have to be very, very, very mature to understand when you don't. Right. And um, so for people that feel any, anybody that any woman that has ever had sex and was unhappy about it and still continued doing it. Mm. should look into celibacy that's the woman that i'm talking to i don't know all women but the majority of women that i know can identify with that feeling Mm -hmm. absolutely bro um something that you said sparked something in me what the hell was it um i was looking up the definition of masochist (laughs) oh yeah so i got a little distracted what the hell was it bergs um Uh, i know what it was what was it well we were first we were talking about different strategies to help you through celibacy and you were saying yeah Something that you just said, right? Oh, okay. When you were saying, all right, let me make this a clean sentence so I can make this a cut. Okay. Something you just said right now that sparked in my head is there are people who can say, all right, ladies, I respect what you're saying, um, but I just don't see sex in that manner or the absence of sex as a benefit for me. Um, But you know, that's also why I like Ramadan Mm -hmm. because Everything is a theory until tested. Mm -hmm. So I I think it's good to embrace some tests. Like for Ramadan, um, I remember we had um, French Montana on the show and he said that he likes Ramadan because it lets him know if he's addicted to anything. Mm. Yeah, that may have just like... That is so dope. Yeah, went past his radar. You better get a French. Because he's like, you should be able to give up anything for a month. Yeah. It's just a month. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We have, you know, so many others where you can indulge to the maximum or whatever to your limit. But but yeah, if it's just a week, if you've never done it, I mean, shoot, depending on your drive, maybe 48 hours is enough for you. Mm -hmm. But just make sure that it's not just done to say, oh, I'm just going to put a timer on it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And when the alarm goes off, I'm back to like, you know, riding this dude. But but making sure the reflection mm-hmm. is tied into it, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think let's go back though to if someone is on this celibacy journey and it's challenging. Oh yeah. It is challenging. It's hard as hell. Yeah. So what are you, what type of self-talk is going on? Um, what is being, what lifestyle changes are happening to better adjust to celibacy? Just mm-hmm. like, what did you have to do and not do to make sure you stayed on track for 365 days? Well, um, three things were very effective for me. The one was constantly reflecting on why I was there. Like, truly, why was I there? I thought about times where I just felt like crap. There, were t- I thought about times where, like, I felt like my soul wasn't in my body. You know, I just, I reflected on the moments where I felt empty after sex. So that always reinforced the necessity of it. I had, uh, I guess we would call it celibacy partners. You know, I was able to talk to my friends about it um and uh the person that i was dating because he was so supportive of my journey i was able to talk to him about it too and i'm um, just knowing that you have reinforcement whether if it's through a friendship or mm-hmm. a coach as you like to call it or you know <laughs> if you're lucky enough to find a dude that is down um you know that is down to take that journey with you that's always gonna help because you know he was he was solid he helped me out a lot he'd be like babe 
this type of conversation where is it gonna go mm. this type of activity where is it gonna go you know and it's it just it's just real so i'm you know i'm grateful 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 about the man that i found during my celibacy period guys <laughs> okay and um lastly my personal advice because i'm a dancer and um and dance is how i connect to myself spiritually um i started taking these um sexy ass heels classes mm -hmm. and you know um the first one of the first experiences that i had was i took this heels class by this teacher this woman that i just love and think she's amazing her name is aisha francis and she had this heels workshop and literally walked in and it was like red light and it was like champagne with like chocolate covered strawberries right. and we're just doing all of this like slow hair whipping choreography and um and you know it's it, it it has that same appeal that like that glamorizes stripper that makes you know the stripper life so glamorous that women are absolutely attracted to you know what i'm saying yeah but it takes away who's your audience the male gaze is no longer exactly there. Mm -hmm. you know who is the audience the woman looking at you in the mirror right and that shit is awesome you Isn't know what that I'm interesting? Saying? It's lovely and yeah. it's so affirming and you can just express yourself because the disdain or the shame or whatever that societal pressure is not in the room. It's you and your reflection. Even the other women in that room aren't checking for you. Mm -hmm. They're checking for themselves. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like I was just able to tap into just like just this freedom. Like I'm sexy and I'm comfortable and I'm touching myself and and, and you know like and and I didn't feel no type of way about it. There is nothing. I don't have to worry about the repercussions of it later. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to worry about, like, what does this mean later? I'm just like, <laughs> no. I'm a woman. I feel sexually. I'm expressing myself sexually. And guess what? I'm not alone. There are plenty of women in this room paying just to do this right now. Mm -hmm. That's how important it is. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I believe being able to express yourself sexually without it having to be sex, you need to have that outlet. For me, it is dancing. Um, if for anybody with that likes to dance or anybody that identifies with that, by all means, I highly recommend classes like this. Highly mm -hmm. recommend them. But, you know, dancing may not be your vice, but you should find a form of sexual expression yeah. that is not sex. And when you are not being confused by, you know, the, the grand magic of sex, you'll be able to really see so many opportunities where you can sexually express yourself and it doesn't have to be through sex sex is not your only sexual expression there exactly. are many more you know so like soca like soca yeah how this is probably the sexiest i've ever felt straight up is when i'm not having sex and i just think it's because i've taken back my power that's it and that's really what it's about Mm -hmm. You know, so get it, Tracy. Yeah, and then you realize you can tap into it whenever you want. Like, mm -hmm. I still think I'm hot when I have no makeup on. I will masturbate and have a good old time. Right. I don't have to only be hot when I'm doing it for a man. Right. Or another woman. Right. And, Whatever. And, and, and we know that. We say that. But there are times where it doesn't feel like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like there's so many, like, just the other day I was on Instagram and, like, I'm not playing, like, back in the day when there used to be these perm boxes and you see, like, the pretty-ass PCJ girl on the perm box. <laughs> like, this is who this girl was. The, the girl, the story that I'm about to give is about this girl. Just okay. this perfect-ass pretty little girl that could have been on the cover of a perm box. And I see her Instagram post and she's like, and, you know, she has that sarcastic frog that everybody uses uh kermit no not kermit the cartoon oh. 
the cartoon, the shameful one with the big eyes or whatever. And it's like, oh, when you realize nobody's hollering at you and you start to low-key think you're ugly or whatever. Oh. Right. And she posted that. And I just, I just wanted to yell at her and affirm her at the same time. Like, I was pissed at her. Because I'm just like, I just had to, I'm like, sh- shut up, you doll. Exactly. You doll. You are a doll. Right. And I'm saying, and I'm, I'm, I'm calling her a doll like I want to call her a bitch. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But you're a doll, chick. Like, you're so freaking pretty. Like, my younger self would have been in my room pushing my hair in, like, all types of angles just to emulate a girl like you mm-hmm. you know and the fact that she would look at herself and even question her own worth because she's not receiving this type of attention one i respect her for being transparent to just reaffirm this truth because i feel like so many women would deny that but the truth of the matter is that so many of us place our value on the attention that we get from men mm-hmm. and and it's unnecessary it's unnecessary it's so unnecessary because you're baddest when you when you're feeling yourself. Right. I, we were just talking about that joke <laughs> the other day mm. about how like you know guys will see a girl walking down the street and she's <laughs> loving herself and she's feeling herself and she got a pep in her step and she's just happy in her own skin and her own life. And then and the first thing a dude's gonna do is look at her and be like, "How can oh, I fuck that up?" up. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't right, yo. It's not right, but it's but it's the idea that like there's nothing more attractive than a woman comfortable in her own skin and you're gonna find that comfort you're gonna find that you're gonna find yourself when you spend time by yourself exactly those are the found those are the building blocks of self-love and it's like the sturdier those blocks are no man can have you you can't be the leaning tower of female exactly (laughs) exactly because ain't nobody gonna tip you down you know what i'm saying like and you just gotta be comfortable with yourself that's really what celibacy is you know i think the thing about it is that it just gives you time by yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's Blocks that, the noise. It's that mentation time. Mm. Mentation, yes. <laughs> Our word for, that means mental activity. We've learned it today. Not to be confused with meditation. Not at all. You know. <laughs> mentation. Right. Oh, that's dope, Burger. See, also, this also reminds me, like I was saying earlier, oh, they got to start teaching um, emotional awareness in these schools. Oh, yeah. We're going to oh, do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. We must. Yeah. Because, and, and that's another thing, too. I just feel like, oh, my goodness, there is just a natural numbing going on in society. And it's just like, if you don't feel something, you you, you on top of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just glamorize people that give no fucks. Mm, nah. You, you better give a fuck about shoot. something. <laughs> my She's Beauty and the Beast manifesto, the final line is all fucks given. Straight up. I care. I care. I embarrass for other people. I feel for other people. I give a fuck. I care, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I'm not ashamed of that. And you shouldn't be because, you know what I'm saying? Like, feeling is important. Absolutely. When you're numb, you don't know when something's wrong with you. Yes. You don't know when you're hurt if you can't feel pain. Yes. So let's stop glamorizing that. I understand that it's a survival mechanism. I understand that it's a defense mechanism. But let's not sit there and pretend that it is some sort of superpower. Mm. Because the way that you got that is because you're trying to overcome pain you are healing from pain and this is the resort that you chose and we all need to go through that type of hardening Mm -hmm. it's part of life you know what i'm saying tough love we all have to experience it but don't glamorize that shit don't sit here and be a trump supporter (laughs) (laughs) yeah i said it i'm biased Ah, i don't care with the accent though (laughs) that's the boston anger right there (laughs) but you know what i'm saying like it's important feeling is important and um 
Um, uh, emotional intelligence is something that we really should be reinserting into society because as we're getting into this technological era it's just becoming more of an afterthought oh this is a numbing device straight up and down yeah it's a numbing device and it's something that says let's pay attention to what's happening outside of myself more than what's happening inside of straight myself. up and, and and it's it's a numbing device coming from so many eras because um exactly what you said and also just like to the extent that we're being desensitized to stuff Mm -hmm. like we're seeing cops just murder people Mm -hmm. in like 30 seconds and you're just seeing 12 rounds go into somebody you're seeing ass and titties as much as you see like wrists and ankles straight up Mm -hmm. straight up and it's just like I don't know if we were meant to process that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do understand that when society was built, you know, we're dealing with like these Puritans and they had super conservative views. And I don't I don't agree with like 80 percent of them. Right. But I do believe that there's some validity in just like withholding some type of information from people just so they can just mature into a functional person. Absolutely. (laughs) And because we just like you said, we don't all process information the same way at the same speed Mm -hmm. either. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us don't have freaking health care. (laughs) So we're taking in all of these voices and all of these images Mm -hmm. and we don't realize that we're morphing into somebody that we don't like and then when we do finally meet that person face to face ooh, it takes so much to undo i know I and know. if you don't have health insurance it takes even more work right, <laughs> right. shout out to therapists all over the world straight yo. up you guys are doing good work man yeah keep it up we love you yeah um burger i think this was an excellent conversation i agree as always yeah very edutaining um and very reaffirming for myself and mm-hmm. i feel like Maybe I am going to take it to marriage. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. But um, I really appreciate you being so transparent. Um, and I appreciate you giving a lot of guidance. And I appreciate you showing why I give you the title of best friend. <laughs> That is coveted, guys. Everybody <laughs> wants to be friends with Tracy. Everybody loves Tracy. Oh, so. uh, yeah. I don't know. you put me up there, I'm, I feel good. Thank you, Tracy. Uh, you're, you're very, very too. welcome. Thank you, bro. She's beauty Man, yeah. I shared a lot, okay? Judgment-free zone forever, y'all. Uh, but I don't have any regrets. I definitely want to keep a transparent relationship with y'all, um, especially if... Something I did was of benefit to my life, even if at the time, even if what led up to that epiphany was um, not my favorite memory. Anyways, though, for anyone who's been thinking about celibacy in whatever fashion you choose, I do hope this episode was a good uh, preview of what to expect. And for anyone who had not a single damn clue why someone would willingly hit pause on the humperama, I hope this made it a bit clearer. <laughs> Overall, yo, I'm absolutely more than cool with us women exploring our sexual appetite i hope that didn't get lost in the sauce i just feel like all that shit is even better when we don't forget to explore our emotional awareness and that's coming from someone who was once hoarding romantic illusions it had times where she went to bed satisfied due to someone's dick and then woke up feeling empty due to someone's dick that's someone being moi if you like this episode man Rate it, share it, and remember to send any questions or comments my way, Tracy at itstracyg.com. And thanks for listening, babes. As per usual, keep the soul lit.
She's beauty in the moon.